Peewee, Scoonge, and the rest. The team was awesomely good, and yet defeated. Their skills lifted every man's spirit, and their defeat joined them with every man's existence. A national team, with a country in thrall, irresistible, and unable to beat the Yankees. Baseball writers develop a great attachment for the Brooklyn club if long exposed. Stanley Woodward, an extraordinary sports editor, complained in 1949. This was so in the days of Uncle Wilbert Robinson, 1920, and it is so now. We found it advisable on the New York Herald Tribune to shift Brooklyn writers frequently. If we hadn't, we would have had on our hands a member of the Brooklyn Baseball Club rather than a newspaper reporter. The transpontine madness seems to affect all baseball writers, no matter how sensible they outwardly seem. You must watch a Brooklyn writer for symptoms, and before they become virulent, shift him to the Yankees or to tennis or golf. By the time Woodward was writing, the concept of the Dodgers as appealing incompetence, dim bums in a persistent poor joke, was dying. Research suggests that when they were incompetent, the Dodgers appealed as a conversation piece, but not as an entertainment. I remember a succession of mots about a shortstop named Lonnie Fry, circa 1935, who made more than 50 errors in one season. People said, there's an infielder with only one weakness, batted balls. Everyone laughed, but few chose to pay to see Fry fumble. Attendance was so poor that by the late 1930s, the Dodgers, a chronic second division team, to quote the sports writers, had passed from family ownership to the Brooklyn Trust Company. It took a succession of winning teams with dependable shortstops named DeRocher and Reese to rescue the franchise from receivership. Accents echo in the phrase Brooklyn Dodgers. The words strike each other pleasantly, if not poetically, suggesting a good-humored bumping about. You get an altogether different sense from other nicknames. The Brooklyn Astros would skate in the roller derby. The Brooklyn Tigers would play football in a stony sandlot. The Brooklyn Braves would be an all-black schoolyard basketball team in 1945. The Brooklyn Yankees will not penetrate the consciousness. It is an anti-phrase, like the Roman Greeks. As far as anyone knows, the nickname proceeded from benign absurdity. Brooklyn, being flat, extensive, and populous, was an early stronghold of the trolley car. Enter absurdity. To survive in Brooklyn, one had to be a dodger of trolleys. After several unfortunate experiments in nomenclature, the Brooklyn National League baseball team became the Dodgers during the 1920s and the nickname endured after polluting buses had come and the last Brooklyn trolley had been shipped from Vanderbilt Avenue to Karachi. Brooklyn is not an inherently funny word, although the old Brooklyn accent, in which one pronounced oil as earl and earl as oil, was amusing. The native ground might be enunciated Brooklyn, and 30 was a phoneticist's Armageddon. It could be turdy, toity, dirty, toity, turty, toity, Dirty or doity. But dialect, all dialect, Brooklyn, Boston, German, Jewish, British, Russian, Italian dialect is the stuff of easy rough humor. Have you ever heard a Georgia Bell insert four question marks into a declarative paragraph? I went to Rollins, that's in Florida, south of here, and real pretty. When a Georgia girl says no, she asks a question. The lingering sense of Brooklyn as a land of boundless mirth with baseball obligato was the creation of certain screenwriters and comedians. 
Working for a living, they synthesized that Brooklyn. In one old patriotic movie, Bing Crosby defends the American flag against a cynic by asking others to say what old glory stands for. A southerner talks of red clay and pine trees. A westerner describes sunset in the Rocky Mountains. But it is a Brooklynite who carries the back lot at Paramount Pictures. His speech begins with an apothegm. Hey, Mac, ever see steam coming out of sewer in Flatbush? As if that were not enough. Can anyone forget William Bendix dying happy in a mangrove swamp? Just before a Japanese machine gunner cut him in two, Bendix had heard by shortwave that the Dodgers scored four in the ninth. Requiescat in pace. Winning pitcher, Greg, seven and five. The Brooklyn of reality, where one Harold Dana Greg pitched inconsistently for five seasons, suffered a wartime disaffection from baseball. Selective service hit the Dodgers particularly hard.